0: Would you believe in a night like this, a night like this, when visions come true? Would you believe in a tale like this, a lay of bliss, praising praise of the old law? Come to the blazing fire and see me in the shed.
1: like my Krug (laughs) funny thing about Krug they have no king I've made myself king king of the Krug
2: (laughs) in the name of the king is a 2007 fantasy adventure film Directed by Uwe Boll, inspired by the Dungeon Siege video game series and starring Jason Statham, Lili Sobieski, Ron Perlman, Matthew Lillard, Ray Liotta and Burt Reynolds. I'm your host Neil T in medieval Cockney, Old England and joining me on today's Dime for Girl Movie Club podcast are my regular co-hosts, Todd Brisket in Austin, Texas.
3: I can't very well be pounding on Milady's lady's door now, can I? <laughs>
2: We have uh, Jovial Jackie and Jovial John in Virginia.
4: In my kingdom, there will be no word for madness. It will be simply power.
2: (laughs) So this is where we pay for our sins. And our guest today is Stephen Greenwell in Rhode Island.
5: Duke Balin, you are very, very naughty. You make my bosoms jiggle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot be bothered to look for a, f- a quote. Um, I'd rather set my balls on fire and be catapulted into a tree than watch this movie again. Ugh.
5: Really? Ugh. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? Uh, I watched it twice.
2: <laughs> I did oh actually watch God. it. Uh, I watched it once and then I uh, watched it again. No, I didn't even watch it again. I was kind of falling asleep and I listened to the commentary, which is bonkers. We'll come to that later. Ah, oh, dear, okay, so um, and now it's time for the feature everyone is talking no! about. It's Jackie's movie <laughs> synopsis time. No! Take it away, Jackie.
4: Well, this uh. is a really weird way, 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 way too long movie that's like fantasy and like. You know, there's like a king and and stuff.
1: No dragons though. No dragons.
4: Yeah, there was no dragons, but there was you know magic, a couple mages. It was really boring and terrible.
2: I actually thought this was called. uh, I actually thought this was called uh, like Dragon Siege for some reason. So I was looking it up and typing in Dragon Siege, and no, there's no dragons in it, which is. Oh yeah, dungeon siege, right? Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that what it is it dungeons.
2: Okay. Well, the unofficial, official uh, synopsis is a man, <laughs> na- a man named Farmer, sets out to, to rescue his kidnapped wife and avenge the death of his son. Two acts committed by the Krugs, a race of animal warriors, who are controlled by the evil Galleon the nasty Krugs, who are absolutely nothing like orcs, not at all, absolutely nothing to do with Lord of the Rings, nothing at all. <laughs> nope. Very, very, very coincidental. All right, uh, who wants to go first? About Now, I think we should probably start with the defender of this p- turd portion, turd as we'd like to call it, perhaps. <laughs> uh, let's start with Teep, shall we?
3: So I'm not uh, – I don't know why you're saying I'm a defender. I'm, uh, this has been on my to-watch list for a while, just because I'm a fan of weird, bonkers movies. Why um, – we watch Kroll. How is this any different from Kroll? This is uh, pretty much
2: Kroll. Uh, I, Kroll I'm, is way better. I'm not a defender of Kroll either, <laughs> to be honest uh, – Although I, I think part of the problem for me is this film is rubbish, but it's not camp rubbish and it's not rubbish enough so bad to be, right. it's not so bad you can laugh at it. It's just awful. It's just like unwatchable. <laughs> um, How can I put it? What's, I actually made a note. I I think I said it was, it was so bad, it was rubbish, but it wasn't so bad that it was offensive and it wasn't so bad that you could sort of ridicule it. It's more sort of so bad that you just didn't want to look at it anymore.
3: The individual pieces are very bad. Like you know, when when Burt Reynolds comes on screen as the king, doesn't your your mouth just your jaw just hit the floor? Like, what the
4: hell? There are so many good great actors in this movie, it was like shocking how bad it could be. You know? Yeah, really they were was. just
2: horribly I, miscast. I mean you put this is the pro- the problem with this this kind of movie is, and it's the reason why. Well, you look at all these historical movies, and you go, "Why? Why are these Brits in these movies?" Because it works for some reason. It works, and you can't put you can't put Ray Liotta and Burt Reynolds in a historical movie, or even or even um, uh, Jason Statham because he's a Cockney, isn't he? Yep. I can pull me turnips out of the ground. I, I'm a farmer. These fucking beasts! I'm gonna chat at them until they come out of the ground. These bastards! It doesn't work, does it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, that that is what was hilarious. the The most hilarious thing I thought was that in the in this movie's world, in the world of this movie, um, Jason Statham has a speech impediment because everybody else has like a, an American yes. accent there, and he's the only one oh talking like a yes,
2: <laughs> yes, because his wife and his son are both talk American and it. Well, actually, his wife, the actress, is British, isn't she? And when she first started she talking, is. I was thinking, is she like a foreigner or something? Is She like French or something?
4: That was my first note. I'm like, why is he the only one with this accent? And everyone else sounds like the, my, the only like one
3: me. that's close. That's close is Sala uh, Sala uh, Salah, uh, or uh, Gimli, as he's known. Um, he has he has a weird accent as well in the world, but he's kind of like a magic dude. He comes from another land. Which one is that? Is
2: that John Reese Davis? Yeah, he's he's the only one. I Gimli. think he pulled, pulls it off. And, um,
4: and Matthew Lillard kind of has a weird way to talk too, but he he's does. just a weirdo.
3: I think, yeah, I had that note as well. Is Matthew Lir- Lir- Lillard has been smoking so much of the kingdom's medicinal herbs <laughs> that it affected his speech. Like, listen, to, listen to
2: this. Listen to this.
1: It might behoove you <laughs> to learn a
5: little respect.
2: I actually wrote uh, that. I actually wrote that line down, and my my I version of that, that was, "It might behoove you." if you went and made me a Scooby Snack? Because <laughs> yes. he, he was still shaggy, wasn't he, really? Oh,
4: Scooby! Scooby-dooby-doo. Yeah. Yes, I think he's the only one that knew how terrible this movie was as he was making it, don't
3: you think? Uh, I, think yeah. I think so,
1: too, yeah. Well, I feel like there was one more, and Teeb, you mentioned Sir Burt Reynolds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, Sir Bert if you had to Reynolds. gauge his give-a-shit <laughs> out of zero to a hundred... I put this at like a 6.7. You're yeah. taking the over or the yeah. under on that?
3: <laughs> under. I thought that they they wanted to get somebody like Sean Connery in there to be the king. And they fitted the helmet for Sean Connery. Uwe was Uwe like, oh, we got helmet for Sean Connery. He's going to be a movie. And then <laughs> when Sean Connery uh, denied a, uh, knowledge of this movie and they got Burt Reynolds, they didn't refit the helmet. He's still a little, tiny little hat on Burt Reynolds' big head.
2: Well interestingly um Burt Reynolds pursued the role actually he was really into it and he wanted to play this yeah. sort of royal figure and it's, it's it's obvious why he's never been cast you know in that way before and he's never died in a in a movie before so he wanted this big death scene and uh, I think it was Shaggy or it was no it was um it was Jason, uh, Jason Statham, Statham and wasn't too keen on this big farmer. death scene but uh, Burt Reynolds wanted to do it T
3: I say that Burt Reynolds um, is one of the more badass kings in movie history. Listen, listen to this line right here.
2: Sometimes the gods know what is best for us. What the hell does that? mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I sent you a. I sent you a photo in the chat. Can you, can you see that? Yes. That's
1: that's pretty great. It
4: does. <laughs> the king was, versus Estelle
0: Getty.
2: yeah i was looking at i was looking at uh, basically i was looking at him and going that that hair looks familiar and he he basically looks like sophia <laughs> from uh golden girls um it's just a it's a it's a treasure trove of miscasting this movie it's horrendous absolutely horrendous now i wasn't talking about this later might as well talk about it now but it was an interesting i, I so i listened to the commentary and um the casting normally within casting you would hire a casting director and have them cast in. I don't think that's, I, I kind of intuited from the commentary that they didn't have a casting director. It was all Uwe Boll uh, because he was trying to pursue Kevin Costner as the lead, believe it or not. Uh, Kevin Costner turned him down and he was going through all these different casting, uh, through all these different uh, agencies like CAA and ICM and places like that. And one of them clearly grabbed hold of the idea that this is a sixty million dollar movie, and essentially shoehorned all their all their clients in. So people who might not have worked for a few years, like maybe Shaggy and uh, the guy from Goodfellas, they they suddenly got a role. And um, like one of the better actors in it, I think, is uh, Ron Perlman. He's good in everything, really, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> is he? And um, is he good? I think he's all right in it. Yeah, I think uh, relative to the other guys in it. But his agent is also Robert Reynolds' agent, and that's how he got the job. So that's why uh, it's such horrific casting because it wasn't cast. Snapping into
4: focus. <laughs> People
2: were just shoehorned in for no reason at all, and and you know Uwe Boll can't make a movie to save his life, can he?
3: Can we go back to Ron Perlman being a good actor? I don't know that <laughs> that's true.
2: I th- I like him. I think, he's, I think he's all right either. in this. What what? you what, what have a problem with him in, in it, this
3: He's he's a ninety percent huge mouth and then ten percent actor. <laughs>
5: Yeah, what's wrong yeah. what's wrong with that? I wouldn't kiss him. But. I think I think Pearlman's fine in this. I think Pearlman kinda knows his limitations and therefore he he kinda gravitates towards these campy medieval and campy superhero movies. Because he's sure, Hellboy, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. And motorcycle yeah, like,
1: stuff.
3: Uh, he was uh in Aliens
2: Three. He was in Ooh, this I that. between Hellboy One and Two, he made uh, In the Name of the King, so uh-huh. Right in between there, so this was actually just after he got a big role, because before Hellboy, he wasn't really wasn't really a lead, was he?
1: He was also in Pacific Rim. Mm.
2: Yeah, wasn't he the uh, the Beast? Wasn't that Ron Perlman's original? He was the Beast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I
3: know. I know him most from his famous line: "War, war never changes." The intro to every Fallout
5: game.
4: Oh,
1: (laughs) I love Fallout.
5: Whatever, nerd. (laughs) <laughs> tell us more about dungeon siege the game todd
3: <laughs> um i played it back in the day I, I didn't get into it it's just a diablo ripoff clone uh, it's not that good um the setting and plot kind of of the movie does follow a little bit like you play as somebody named farmer and you're in the kingdom of ebb fighting krugs mm-hmm. but that's about where the similarities in
1: Hey, Teeb, are you going to cover during this segment or a later segment the hoots, hoots, hoots? <laughs> well, I mean, we
3: can jump right to that. You know, you guys know how I appreciate all women. And I, I judge women on their merits of their work. I judge them um, only how they, how they are as a person. And, that, being but, you know, that being said. That being said, here's the list of all the women in the movie. Oh, man, who's the hottest? Let's go. Number four, we have... Lily Sobieski as Rocky Dennis. Before?
2: Now, the, wow. did you I don't know if you noticed in this movie and I've never noticed it before, certainly because I've only seen her in a couple of movies but obviously uh, most recently in um uh, the wicker man, her face, her features are too small for her face. She
4: looks like Helen Hunt.
3: She got tiny eyes. Do you notice that? She got huge cheek cheekbones,
5: tiny eyes. I called her old Jennifer Lawrence throughout the movie.
3: Oh, true, yeah. Mm. What?
5: And also, I maybe Todd, you might know this best of all. But for a moment there, it looked like Libby Solieski in the late '90s, early 2000s, that she was going to be a big thing. Like she mm. played like uh, Joan, yeah, she played yeah, like I, I Joan of Arc, so. and yeah, mm-hmm. and then she,
3: yeah, but then never, she did Wicker Man and, and <laughs> the name of the King.
2: <laughs> I think she's like second building this, like on the on the artwork, the uh, movie is, artwork. Yeah. She's the second person on there after uh, Jason Statham. I noticed TV haven't done your Jason Statham impersonation. Jason Statham. Do you know who I am?
0: I'm Jason Statham.
2: Get get these fucking beats out of fucking ground. <laughs> 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 Oi, Ziff.
3: Get these fucking beats out, yeah.
2: Look at that face, right. look.
3: Too All small. Right, I'm to open this picture here that you sent. Her face, she got a, she's got a tiny mouth. Um, yeah.
2: I think the, the the issue there was you remember that was just that was a scene where the mirror cracks and the mirror expands and it makes it even oh, it's war- worse and I, warbling yeah but yeah. It, that's not part of that that picture so I wasn't I wasn't I didn't try and fake it but yeah it's a it looks a bit odd looks looks like an egg mm. looks like someone's painted a face on an egg <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cruel sorry Lily
5: if you're listening which you're not <laughs> she might be listening. She obviously has free time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> coming in. Coming in at number three, we have Kristana Christ, Loken, who is like the fourth build or something. And she was like one of those Am- Amazon chicks. I don't know really who she was, but she's some hot hot German lady. Yeah, she's in yeah.
2: Terminator 3 most famously, right?
3: She's the hot German lady or something. She's American, actually. Yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains her American accent in this movie. Mm. Um, coming in at number two, we have Lily Sobieski, Sobieski's maid servant lady.
2: Oh, yeah, she was really hot. Yeah. The,
3: the German yeah. chick that came in and like brushed her hair or something. Yeah. Oh, I man. I think he's French. Show. Was he French?
2: I don't
3: know. Maybe no, she's, she's German. She's German? Okay. Eva, Eva Padberg. Maybe she's Uwe Boll's daughter or something. Anyway, coming in, at number one, we of course have Jason Statham's wife. Man. Mm. Oh. Smoke show. Smoke
4: show. show. <laughs>
3: smoke show. A bonafide fide smoke show.
2: She's kind of a bit bony, though. She looks a bit like that midget who's yeah. on house. Oh my god! Oh, what's wrong with you? Here? <laughs> you know that midget Her is on house. Her too fake. Um, <laughs> the midget on I the house. I think she's had god, like god. work done, so wow. she's like got a, maybe she's got an angular jaw because she's had a work done. What do you think, Jackie? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well,
0: I think she's, she's,
4: got she's, got a she's skinny, little but job. then has these giant bulbous boobs that look out of place. Oh, are they fake. couple especially of especially yeah. in this time yeah. period. <laughs>
1: Is out of place she was a phrase hot. meaning wonderful? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. exactly.
3: That. Yeah, I did, I did my research and she has pulled them hoots out. <laughs> Good so to know. Uh, there you go, folks. Number one, <laughs> Jason Statham's wife. So the Krug, whenever they're fighting in their battle scenes, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen it when you're growing up, but this TV show called Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The little gray bad guys that they call putties. Yep. Whenever they're fighting in this movie, it's exactly like watching Power Rangers fight putties. They're like spasming around and doing random <laughs> flips whenever they get hit. Mm-hmm.
5: And it clearly just looks like people in body suits or something like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I I agree with you a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, yeah, the fighting choreography, choreograph- choreography in this movie is exactly like something from a, a Sentai TV show.
2: Well, they hired a. I think they they
3: they hired yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some Chinese film.
2: They hired the guy who did like House of Flying Daggers and Crouching Tiger and all that to do the do the. I mean, he I think he was like a second unit director, not just a fight choreographer. So he was to, he was shooting. I think he shot like um, you know that big battle scene. I think he shot for sixteen mm-hmm. days, um, which it felt like it, when you're watching it felt like it was sixteen days for God's sake. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently he got paid more than Uwe Boll, but that doesn't mean anything really because it's Uwe Boll's production company. So he can kind of pay, you know, we'll talk about the mm-hmm. financing later, but he can kind of pay, pay himself what he likes and then keep all the rest of the money anyway. So
4: yeah, allegedly. Is, is there any rest of the money?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, do you want to talk about that now? I will talk about it later if you want. It's kind of boring, but it's a weird financing setup he's got. I will talk about it later. I don't want to interrupt TV too much.
3: Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, I thought it was weird how um, maybe it's just this world, but people don't have names. They're just call each other like father and brother. Hey brother, hey father, mm. hey hey son, hey hey farmer.
4: Farmer. Yeah. But he was the only one that like called himself by his occupation, right? Correct. Far- mm. farmer. Yeah. yeah.
3: That was his weird very, idea. Very awkward for the town prostitute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit, quite a bit of a uh, king and nephew going going on, wasn't there? The king called his called uh, shaggy nephew, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like that's more
1: normal.
4: Nephew. Nephew. Yeah.
2: Do you, for royalty, do you for
4: royalty <laughs> to <laughs> okay.
1: for royalty to refer to each other by relation, I think oh. that is a
2: little bit more normal. Well, let's ask the, I don't uh, know any uh, the expert Neil. Mater and Pater. Hello, Mater and Pater. Mummy, mummy, mummy. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, Mommy and Daddy are breaking up. I don't know. What's
4: Mater and Pater? <laughs> and if I were the, Shaggy, uh, I
3: would just go by Duke because yeah, that's an awesome title. Duke, Duke,
4: Duke. Duke, Duke,
0: Duke, of Shaggy, Shaggy, Shaggy.
3: <laughs> Soinks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that um, uh, Sala was just like constantly rubbing his nubby finger?
2: Which one is he? No. You, I, you know who these people are. No one else yes. knows who the hell you're talking I about. Know. Yes. I, I know. Yes. Gimli. Sala. What? His name is Merrick in the movie. His real name is John Reese Davis. And you're giving him another name? Aye, um, aye, 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 aye. Have you ever seen a
3: little a little film franchise called Indiana Jones?
2: Yeah, but I don't remember oh, his name. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I watched um, Lord of the Rings once, so I don't remember his character name in Lord of the Rings. Let's call him the Welsh bloke, the only one who can act. That's that's maybe how we could refer to him.
3: He okay, okay. Let's talk about who's the best actor because he's technically uh, John John Reeves, um Davis is technically the best actor in this movie, but his character's retarded and um, <laughs> the role is dumb. Uh, the best actor in this movie is the Cross-eyed Legolas. Um, uh, farmer's wife's brother
2: okay that's the guy who gets cast in every uve bowl movie and just quit yeah he quit acting after this movie
4: that's the guy with the long hair right
2: (laughs) because he he put in
3: the he put in the perfect performance he because they're like hey we need you to look like legolas he's like i got it i got the hair Right, right i got a nice abe lincoln beard i got my eyes all crossed and ready to go
5: now what was your favorite scene of his, Todd? Was it when he was trying to hit on the girl while they were shackled together in the in the dungeon? Was that all oh, like that yeah, that was it funny. was
3: when they were riding around on the cart and he was like caressing his sister? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had an interesting relationship.
3: <laughs> sister. Oh please sister, rub rub me.
5: Oh, and and, and Todd, I do have to yes. ask, now did you watch the regular way too long two hour version? Or did you also see the three-hour director's cut? <laughs> I,
3: did not, I did not acquire the three-hour director cut. Of course, I would have watched that one. But now that
4: he knows it exists, he's going to have to watch it's it. It's actually,
2: I think, two hours 40-something. And uh, Oh, that's different. I think it's only on one of the DVD releases. The first DVD release didn't have it, and the second one did. And I, the, I watched the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray doesn't have it. So I think they might have buried that because it must have been even bloody worse. I mean, Jesus. 34 minutes of what? Orcs running around. Return to I mean, the Planet s- of the Orcs.
4: I seriously thought it was over uh, like halfway station. through and then there was fifty minutes left. I cannot like this movie just <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it just went on like Steve said this earlier. It just went on and on and on and on and on. And, on, and then it just ends.
3: It's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it oh, just God. ends when Ray Liotta dies. Um right. Which
4: was such a great death scene, wasn't it? Uh, uh was it? It was awkward. No, it was stupid. He got cut in the neck and he's like, oh. And he like, oh, you're
3: cutting me in the neck here.
4: (laughs) I think it was his neck, wasn't it? Puts his hand up and then he just like falls over. Like, it was weird. It was hilarious.
5: You couldn't really tell that Farmer had slashed him across the neck. I thought he got him in the
2: back. Oh, is that how he went? Okay. I didn't notice. I thought he he nicked him in the bum. I was just glad it was all over by that point. (laughs) Yeah. It was like kinda of, it was kind of a Harry Potter type scene with books flying around. I'm sure that's been in something like Harry Potter, isn't it?
0: Oh
4: yeah, book Na- I wrote that down as the book NATO.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, ow, I'm being hit by books. Oh, E. Ah. Yeah.
3: I mean, paper cuts.
5: Not not that anything in this movie made sense, but it also didn't make sense. Oh, why don't you just throw a book at two hundred miles an hour at his face and kill him that way? Mm-hmm. Instead of Yeah, just it seems like that sweep- would be pretty easy. Sweep him up in a, a book hurricane. Good, good times.
3: <laughs> uh, two cool things in this movie that I liked. Um, I liked when Jason Jason Stiefel,
1: Jason Stiefel
3: punched a horse and knocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that.
2: When did he
4: punch oh, a horse?
3: And man. The, I think it was in the, the, the was town in battle dream he had? In Stonebridge.
5: Was it, was it a yeah. sequel Uh-oh. that we, we did No, it happened. It, he threw a right cross and about. knocked
3: that horse out.
5: Yeah. I think it happens in the battle scene in the woods.
3: Oh yeah, um, yeah it, it is in the woods. That's right. He's taking he, down the uh, one of the the horse leader guys.
2: Oh, like I was barely right, barely paying right attention in his to horse mouth. All oh, right. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you missed one of the cool scenes in the movie. All right, I'm have to another cool it again scene. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing about this movie is I like how they portray teleportation um, with uh, Sala and uh, uh, Ray Liotta. Where, where they uh, it kind of deconstructs their body and then reconstructs it. So you see their skeleton walking around first, and then all their skin comes back on. I thought that that's a cool thing.
1: That was cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a ton of CG in this movie. Uh, There were 1,280 CG shots. And in Lord of the Rings 2, there were 1,270. So uh, it took, I think uh, 18 months did all the post-production because it was just huge amounts of CG. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, what's his face? Uh, Uwe Boll kept firing all these production houses cause they couldn't, they couldn't do it basically. Um, and he, I think basically initially he was trying to do it on the cheap and he couldn't. So he ended up having to go to real proper, you know, high end production houses to do it in the end. And some of the CG is very good. I mean, some of it's pretty rubbish and I think that probably reflects the fact that he used so many different, uh, production houses like, uh, There's one scene where there's a backdrop of a big, huge cast, and it just looks like a cartoon. But on the other hand, some of it does look sort of Lord of the Rings kind of quality, doesn't it? Mm
1: -hmm. Sure. The first scene, though, when we saw that first scene and we saw that, because Jackie and I kind of had a little dialogue going on about how shitty this was actually going to be. Mm. And then that first scene and the siege, like we saw all the names and we're like, wait a minute. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe the star ratings were messed up, <laughs> and then we saw the CG for the first scene and we're like, "Oh my god!"
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But thankfully, it did get it did get better from that.
3: That that first scene, what? How awkward was that makeout session between Ray Liotta and and Lily Sobieski? That was mm-hmm.
5: uncomfortable.
1: And yeah.
3: his
5: granddaughter.
1: He, he's forty years older than
5: her. Oh my god. god. Did you look really? it up?
1: No, I didn't look that up. It oh. just feels that way. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, is
4: that true?
5: Not based on that facts. John, don't, don't worry. Ray Liotta is not 30 years older than Lily Sobieski. 29 years. 29 old. years older. So Sorry. that makes it okay. Wow. Totally. Half his age plus seven. So he's even off by that metric.
0: <laughs> Ouch.
5: <laughs> by the way, that like there's a lot of rapey scenes in this movie. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. um and there's also he's got he's got farmer's wife in the dungeon at the end of the movie and it's like oh this, this is a little rapey too felt very mm-hmm. uncomfortable
3: mm-hmm. agreed yeah when he's talking about the the baby inside of her <laughs> yeah like,
5: exactly you know, and then then the scene right after that is when allure's brother is hitting on the prisoner who's he's chained up with and it's like oh well this is this is a wonderful movie for women <laughs>
4: Do you think she knew she was pregnant already?
3: Women are empowered in this movie because listen. Listen to this clip from a uh, farmer's wife.
1: Of course, the men try to take advantage of me because I'm a woman,
2: so I oh, yeah. make them pay more because I'm a woman. <laughs> 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 they laughed way laugh. too hard at that. It was yeah. so weird.
5: But and and Todd, since you just played that clip, can you? Can we talk about how horrible the
2: music is throughout this movie? It's <laughs> it is horribly
5: tone deaf for it's pretty terrible, much every scene. Terrible, mm-hmm.
2: terrible. I laughed out loud at the at the closing music. I don't know where that's particularly because I know I know it's crappy faux medieval music, but it's horrific. Yeah, you're right. It's horrific all the way through, isn't it?
5: Yeah, it's just uh like there's this all right, so when his son dies, there's this oddly triumphant music while he is burying his child. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of, I think it's kind of meant, oh, well, Farmer's going to go and get revenge on them right. now. Except a, a better movie probably would have had some somber music at that point. <laughs> while, while he is actively burying his child.
4: I know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> isn't he bearing his son? I literally asked John, isn't he burying his son right now? Because it didn't feel that way, but I knew that's what was happening at the time. It was very weird.
1: Yeah, we had to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. He triumphed over having responsibility in his life anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um the 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 guy who did the music or was two people who did the music um they actually have decent pedigrees the the one guy used to work with uh, Hans han Zimmer and mm. the uh there's a woman who also did like half the music who also went with han Zimmer but uh, maybe they were cheap for a reason I don't know i think my my suspicion is that um Uwe Boll bol is constantly trying to get everything on the cheap um mm. and it, the, i think the, he me- succeeds in some respects but not in others.
5: Stage. The music itself, I don't think is horrible, but it's clearly inappropriate. To me, yeah. it's more, yeah. To me, it's more of an editing thing, yeah, where right every, everything comes back to Uwe Bowl. Where, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Teeps, any more from Teeps? Do you want to talk about Uwe Bowl? Uh, we can talk about Uve <laughs> or the
3: sequels. Which one you want to go over first? Uh-huh. I don't
2: want to talk about the sequels at all. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about the. Te- give us a quick rundown of the sequels, then Teve. Go on.
3: Sure. Uh, I I did watch. um immediately after watching this movie i watched number two and three
2: and then watched oh, the first one again jesus um, Dolls. What is wrong? With i think it's gonna be a four isn't there there's a four lined up or something
3: i i i was doing some reading i was looking for number four i didn't see anything hmm. number two is called "Two Worlds in the name of the king Two two worlds uh it starts off in modern day with dolph lundgren being some kind of uh jujitsu karate instructor um and uh, he gets teleported back in time. Oh, turns out, hey, uh, Jason Statham, uh, his rule didn't turn out so well. He wasn't, you know, he's a good king, but the bad guys beat him in the end. And uh, Dolph Lundgren is either the son or grandson of Jason Statham. And and he is the real king now. So he saves the kingdom.
1: Good wow. for him. <laughs> so is that one worse or better? Uh. So- it's the
3: it's the same. It's not better. <laughs> the only thing better. The only thing better is Dolph Lundgren is actually entertaining as as the main character. Um, he's not a, a lump like Jason Statham is. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's a modern day guy going back in time. So he's like, what the fuck is this, man? What is this? You know, and everything. So that's pretty interesting. Just that character. Everything else is crap.
2: So it's like Universal Soldier meets Lord of the Rings. Then is it?
3: It is. Yeah. It oh. is. All right, number 3 uh starts off in modern day starring um Dominic Purcell who you will know as the the, the guy, guy from Prison Break. Uh, Prison Break. Yeah. Yeah. And also he he's become friends with Uwe Bull, it seems he's been in a couple other movies of his. Um he is in Modern Day, he's a modern day hitman in Bulgaria, um hitmaning people and shooting them. <laughs> um and he gets Hit teleported man. back in time and uh it turns out oh he's not the king in this one but the the king is uh evil. Uh, it turns out Dolph Lundgren's role was not so good and the evil guy took over. So uh Dominic Purcell has to shoot everybody. Um and the th- the weird thing about this one is the the entire kingdom's accents have changed. Um they no longer have American accents. They're all this in ent- number 3 is filmed entirely in Bulgaria with Bulgarian extras. And every character is from Bulgaria, except for Dominic Purcell. And listen to this little <laughs> clip of <laughs> them explaining, uh, of the two daughters of the old king explaining
5: the kingdom. Five years ago, in the dark night of winter, he stole into our parents' bedchamber and murdered our mother. We heard the scream. Arabella ran in and saw him slit her throat like an animal.
2: <laughs> wow. He <laughs> slit her throat. He Play
5: with his life. Our father fought Dervin bravely, but was killed. By morning, more than half of our people were dead. Uncle t tried to fight back, but Turvin ransacked the castle and
2: we were forced to flee.
3: Yeah, so I had to watch that movie with subtitles. I was
2: just going to ask Did she say her father was covered in gravy?
3: <laughs> See, she did, yeah.
2: <laughs> My father was covered in gravy. It might
3: not have been in the script, but... They slit and they kill the king. Everybody in, this, in number three talk like that. Uh, so that was interesting in that movie. I, I, I will say, out of all three of these movies, the third one is the best. Um, it, uh, really? It's got Because it was finally of, over. <laughs> the no, one you can't better understand action. is the best movie. Yeah,
4: that makes
3: sense. It, it's got better action. Um, the scenery is better <laughs> as well. Um, oh, here's the thing. Another thing I forgot to mention is that in number two and three, there are dragons.
2: Uh huh. Ah. A dragon siege style. Because what they do is they yeah. drop, he dro- he drops the the subtitle of a dungeon siege tower. he's clearly not bothering that anymore, is he?
3: Yeah. Well, it didn't buy much because attaching attaching a name of a, a clone of Diablo that's kind of shitty right, and right. nobody really likes it is you know doesn't buy much.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. So um, the first on IMDb, the first movie got three point eight out of ten from uh, as a rating. That much. The second one got three point one. And the third one got 3.4. So I think it's, it's probably all relative when you're saying which is the best. They're all pretty shitty, aren't they? Oh,
3: yeah, it's, it's relative. It's not a, it is not a good movie. Don't um, If you guys didn't enjoy the first one, don't watch it. Don't watch 2 and 3. Um, if you did enjoy the first one, uh, don't watch 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> but out, out of all three of them, 3 is the best.
2: Oh, God, how disgusting. That wasn't me. Who was that? Was that Teeb? I or believe was that, so. Or is it Torito? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: That belch came from my belly.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh. very delicate sensibilities <laughs> that stage, isn't <laughs> it? I just like a little professionalism. It's a delicate, delicate flower.
5: All of the editing and the cuts in this movie. We talked a little bit about the ending, how it just
0: ends. Mm, yeah.
5: Like, there's shit like that going on throughout the movie where, you know, you'll have you know, a 10-minute a death scene bet- between Bert and Jason Statham, and then it's a hard cut to, oh, here's here's the evil dungeon. And it happens again and again and again, and then it's just weird. There's no pacing at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, mm-hmm. And then also, it's, you know, Neil, you mentioned this, and I also read it on Wikipedia. It's clear that Burt Reynolds did think this death scene was going to be something special, <laughs> something he could... Hang his hat on mm-hmm. for his career, and it's
2: it just goes on and on and on. Apparently, when they were shooting that, he uh, he really yeah, like you said, he was really into getting this getting it down. His basically is kind of an Oscar speech, I suppose, for, in his mind. And uh, he there was a script girl there, or, or I guess you call them continuity if you want to be politically correct, but he called her a script girl, and he kept shouting at her. I don't know why, perhaps because she wasn't feeding the right line or something, to the point where she's she actually was in tears by the end of it um and then he uh, apologized the next day and got her some flowers but i don't know whether that's an indication of how he how he works in general i don't really know much about burt reynolds
5: well it's also odd for me because the the movie i saw before this one um which was a couple of days ago was boogie nights in which uh-huh. burt Bert reynolds is incredible in that movie mm. so you know it was kind of seeing the yin, yin and yang of of burt where i think he he is one of those actors who definitely performs – if you give him good material and a good director, he's he's fine. Otherwise, you know, he's doing Smokey and the Bandit or something like that. Mm. This was obviously a, a financial flop, although mm. with <laughs> with Uwe, Uwe Bole's subsidies and accounting tricks, who knows if he made money on this. Well, I definitely thought it was a pile of sheet – Hot um,
1: garbage. I I was distracted because like I could hear Todd Brisket's uh, voice in the background of like every scene yelling out hoots hoots hoots. So it was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: and Jason Stifum.
3: <Stapham>. And
1: ja- <laughs> uh, pull your knuckles out on
3: Jason Stapham
1: Yeah, Jackie and I had a bit of a. I don't want to say argument, but I was really annoyed with her because there are a lot of other actually good movies that we could have picked here. And uh, Oh, yeah,
4: I forgot to hey, in, a mo- in
1: a moment.
3: <laughs> is this called the, the good movie, Dime for Skull Movie Club, or is it just called the uh, Dime for Skull Movie Club where we watch any and all movies, even if it's crap? What, and, well, I think, was John referring hated?
2: to the list that you gave, though, T? Because you had a list, didn't you?
1: Yes. That list
3: was pretty oh, good. But but they're, they're all like, expiring or either vetoed. So yeah.
4: Well, I didn't really Know what this movie was about But I just saw, oh, Jason Statham, that will be fun And we can hear Teeb do his Jason Statham accent I saw the title, I saw
2: Jason Statham And I didn't realise it was Uwe Boll Because if I had known that, (laughs) I might have Looked a bit further and gone, oh, fuck no
1: Yeah, well, anyways So we had a little bit of an argument over it And it was kind of funny because she goes Well, but then we'll get to hear Teeb say Jason Statham (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, well (laughs) Yeah all right, that might that might make it worth it. Um, spoiler, it didn't.
5: <sighs> <laughs> or we could just listen to the Snatch podcast again.
4: Which I've listened to like five times. So yeah.
5: A <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it It was pretty bad. I, I really wish they would have done a better job. Like, they didn't even attempt to explain, like, what in the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. half the time we had to confer as to what was like? What was happening? Mm-hmm. And we were both actually watching it, which happens with Jackie sometimes, but normally not with me.
2: I just couldn't be bothered to figure out what was going on. I was watching, going, oh, "This is so awful. I just can't be bothered to keep up." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just yeah. they, there was no exposition, really, or there was too much, or there was I yeah. don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And, and
5: to be clear to all of the people listening right now, this movie is bad, bad. It's not funny, bad. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. This is not the room. Bad. Like this. No. This is not the room.
5: Yeah, not this I'm is close. not hobgoblins or anything like that. The room.
4: No. So please do not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please yeah.
1: Do not. I. I. It was. It was a roller coaster though, because you see. You see the names, and you're like, okay, maybe it's not a shithole. <laughs> then the mm-hmm. opening sequence, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be horrible. And the the fighting was actually pretty decent like it there was, were some pretty yes. sweet uh there were some pretty sweet uh, fight scenes
3: well, that's the especially bit that like
2: uva didn't do he didn't do the fight scenes he literally didn't he yeah. wasn't there he wasn't there so uh, yeah
3: i read that he 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 directed only one fight scene which was the the first one in the farmhouse
1: okay yeah so anyways it was i mean it, there were parts of it that were acceptable but oh my god i don't I don't think I felt a movie drag as long as this one in a long time. Totally.
2: Did you see that vine I sent to Jackie, John?
1: No. She never shares good (laughs) stuff with me.
2: (laughs) I took a little vine. I'll probably post it. I took a little vine of um, me watching it, and it was like halfway through that battle scene, which was halfway through the movie. And I just was looking at it and going, I can't believe this fucking battle scene is still going on. It just never fucking stops it's just horrendous yeah
1: i love battle scenes and even i was like when is
2: this gonna stop <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty much rough on all accounts mm. i am i am really uh, i think the biggest shock to me though was lily's uh fall from grace because she was like somebody was saying she was an it girl and then like it just the train went off the rails
5: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think my one of I had a similar sort of reaction watching it. it. was like, oh wow, look at a look at all these actors who you know, and then B, crap. There's some of the yeah, some of the CG was rubbish, but they really you could tell right from the beginning that they spent a lot of money on it. You know, there was a ton of money in the CG, a ton of money in uh, hiring these actors and also the costumes. Although they probably saved a, quite a bit of money on Ray Liotta's costume by raiding. Liberace's old closet and fitting him out with that stuff because he looked ridiculous in his outfits. Oi, I'm casting my magic spells here. Oi. I think there's a rumour that he didn't want to go medieval. He wanted to look like sort of Brooklyn kind of jazzed up kind of medieval Brooklyn. Um, he didn't want to do that. And he, <laughs> and he obviously, you know, none of them really bothered doing an accent, which is, I don't know whether that's the German guy being involved in a gang. Well, he maybe doesn't understand that in oldie worldie medieval times, they wouldn't talk like they were from I don't know. The East End of London or California. (laughs) I don't know. Um, The the only
5: positive thing I could say about the casting is the fact that there actually are black people in this movie. mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like
3: they're all in the uh, Kingsguard. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least one's a commander and they're actually fighting and they're not all getting killed or non existent like in Lord of the Rings. I I don't know. Are there any black people in Lord of the Rings?
3: Hey, let's go. Let's go take a look at Tolkien's Middle Earth and see if there are any black hobbits. Were there any black hobbits there? No.
2: To be fair to Tolkien, he's, he basically based it on England back when he was, you know, a kid. Yeah, there were no there were no black
5: people in England in 1920.
2: There weren't. I mean, the, the the influx was like in 1950s. There really were. He was
5: unaware of the existence of Africa.
2: Hmm. I think it. But yeah, he was basing like if you look at the countryside, that's England. You know, they might have shot it in New Zealand when they did the movie, but it's pretty much England. So I guess you can get away with that. But you could say the same about a lot of directors and authors, they write about what they know and if they don't know about it, they don't write about it. But um, I don't know, I think honestly, that was the casting of, I think guy's name is Michael White, he was, another, he was another actor that was connected to someone else in the movie or connected the, to the uh, agencies, one of the agencies. So I didn't really want to go back and listen again but about half an hour in, it sounds like they're doing the lyrics from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They they said who? back in the neighbourhood where I spent my days. I I thought that's the lyrics from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, isn't it?
4: I think I sang that too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
2: does sound like, yeah. doesn't it? I'm not the only one who thought that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's, was it? A scene there? Uh, Jason Statham was. Uh, I can't remember. It Might have been Shaggy actually. I can't remember. Um, it's about 29 minutes in. If you want to check it out, I can't be able to go back again. Now Uwe, uh, we're talking about Uwe Uwe Bol. I think it's Uwe Boll is the pronunciation, but no one can pronounce it right because it's a tricky one. That wasn't it. Um, he, yeah. So I listened I, I bet Lobo could say it right. Oh yeah, I was. I did actually think it'd be really good to have him on because he could list on the on the Blu-ray. There's actually a German commentary, so he does an English commentary in English and a commentary in German. But the um, the the English commentary he does is absolutely bonkers because mm. I don't know whether he'd done one before, but he. I mean if you're doing like a group commentary with lots of people and you generally will start the movie and then you won't stop it because you can't because it'll be too logistically too difficult and you have people coming in and out you can't already do that mm-hmm. but it is possible if you've got one person doing commentary to pause the movie and pause the commentary he doesn't realise that and so he hasn't really sort of set, set himself up properly for the for the, doing the commentary and so as he's going along he 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 the, the, the movie continues he walks outside takes his dog for a walk comes back <laughs> nothing's happening during the commentary so you got there's nothing going on obviously he goes out and gets a cake come back comes back eats the cake and then you hear him do the commentary through this through his, through the cake so he's like <laughs> um he takes two phone calls in german and you just hear the you hear the hear the phone hear him on the phone to people in german I'm like, what the fuck is going on it's absolutely bonkers I, unfortunately i didn't hear the whole thing i fell asleep but uh, i don't think i missed anything <laughs> Um, <laughs> and what did he reveal in the commentary uh, let me see if I got, I got a note about this um, oh he talked a bit about the casting uh, which is kind of how he kind of worked out what was going on there um, he really thought he was going to get Costner to do it and because he thought that it was going to be another role like uh, Dances with Wolves I just saw, because he's imagining yeah, you know him on the phone to the agents and they're just going Kevin Costner I don't think so and that those agents are the ones who then recommended all these other people who were maybe you know a little bit lesser you know lesser in terms of i think the problem was that um he said the problem was that kevin Coston wanted too much money but i i imagine it's a bit like one of those questions like how much money would it take for you to chop your arm off in other words <laughs> <laughs> He's having a negotiation with the agent, and the agent saying, uh, "Well, if he gave him ten million dollars or twenty million dollars, do it." But I don't think they've got that far because he wasn't going to spend that much. So, um, you know, how much would it cost for you to be in Uve Uve Bowl movie? A lot. <laughs> now, Uve Bowl actually calls it Gladiator meets Lord of the Rings, um, and there's scenes in it like that battle scene where the, when they with the archers that was clearly, clearly straight ripped straight out of Gladiator. Um, and it's like they cut bits out. They cut the shitty bits out of Lord of the Rings and Gladiator and paste them together, and that's what you get, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Pretty accurate. Oh dear.
2: So, should we talk a little bit about Uwe Boll and then wrap it up from there? Um, he's a bloody nut job, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he's a he's a nutter. Well, let's talk about how he how he started making all these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was an independent filmmaker in Germany, and he made. I think they were decently received independent movies a couple of early on movies but then he started licensing video game movies yeah. and making these under some like German tax law yeah. uh, tax shelter for funding these movies so he was able to crank these out House of the Dead was his first was his first video game ad- adaptation and that one was you know of course critically panned it was it's a terrible movie then Alone in the Dark Blood Rain Dungeon Siege Postal more blittering, Far Cry. Um, and then after that, he just makes sequels. And then he's trying to... I think when Postal came out, that, that got a lot of uh, attention because it was just... It, that was a nutty movie.
2: Now, backtracking a little bit, uh, House of the Dead has is, is got a rating of 2 two on IMDb, and Alone in the Dark is 2.3. I think even before watching it and having never seen any other U- Uwe Boll movies, I think... Um, uh in the name of the king is probably his best movie he's ever he's ever done not just because it's a he spent a lot of money on it well that's probably part of it but it's probably his best movie isn't it
5: it, it,
3: it might be I, I mean i haven't probably seen his highest all of these
5: rated movie yeah but uh damning with faint praise of course definitely yeah very <laughs> you know i
3: haven't seen capital punishment or assault on wall street i sure those are those are gems
2: <laughs> yeah so the whole point about you you mentioned the the tax law so until 2005 um, the German tax laws meant that you could write off a hundred percent of your investment in, in, as a tax deduction. So, which meant that if you had investors, they could write off basically write off their investment. So, the investor was only required to pay taxes on the profits made by a movie. So, basically, if the movie, it's a bit like the producers, isn't it? In that it, you could basically no, make no money and they'd still be happy because they're written off their tax. And if they made a little bit of money, they just they would keep they keep the profits uh, minus the tax on that um yeah and this movie was actually made in 2005 when that when that law finished or when that law loophole was closed and he hasn't made any big movies since and that's probably why he right. says it's because it wasn't critically re- well received but you know it's, i don't think it's just that i think it's just because he you know allegedly this alleged tax tax dodge has, has been closed now same thing happened here in in britain with uh some dodgy movies that were made just to as tax write-offs and they closed that loophole here as well but uh another thing he did i don't know if you heard about this T, but he when he got bad reviews, he would challenge some of the reviewers to boxing matches.
3: Sure. Yeah, I saw that I saw that as it happened because I was Oh, did you I was a big something awful fan back in the day. <laughs> yeah, um, right, and, right. And so one the, the owner of that site was one of the boxers.
2: Well, he just he's just nuts. Oh, there's a nice quote actually from him somewhere. Uh when Wired published a negative review of Postal, Boll responded with an email claiming that the critic, quote didn't understand anything about movies and you are an untalented wannabe filmmaker with no balls and no understanding what postal is. You don't see courage because you are nothing and go to your mum and fuck her because she cooks for you now since 30 years. So she deserves it. There may be something lost in translation with the German there, but that's not very nice. (laughs) Is it? He's a bit nuts, isn't he? A bit. (laughs) He's insane in the membrane. Yeah, just a bit. One more clip real quick. You've poisoned me. You've killed me. So melodramatic. No. <laughs> it's Shaggy and that guy from Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. In the rows of their lives.
3: Hey. Uh, speaking of real quick. Speaking of Ray Liotta. Um. I guess he didn't think this experience was so bad because he he was he acted in another Uwe Boll movie after this.
2: Jesus. Really. What? Yeah. That's just a reflection of him not getting work, isn't it? Because, you know, he's been in lots of movies um, in the last sort of 10 years, but they're very, very low-budget movies, I think. Um, he, w-
3: he was in um, Suddenly from 2013, directed by Uwe Boll, and it's a, a, a wonderful remake of the 1950s cult classic that starred Frank Sinatra. So I guess he's playing the Frank Sinatra role.
2: All uh, right. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. My thanks go to my co-host, Todd Brisket. Be gone from my chambers. Be gone from my life. Thank you to Jovial Jackie with Jovial John.
1: Zoinks! Life has never been so exciting.
5: (laughs) And thank you to today's guest, Stephen Greenwell. People say God watches over the innocent.
2: People say a lot of things that won't help us now. I'm going to go and paint a face on an egg. I didn't have any uh, closing music, but I think maybe Scooby Snacks. Remember Scooby <laughs> Snacks, or uh, the Scooby Doo theme might be appropriate at this point.
4: Scooby Snacks is a song.
2: Fun-loving criminals. Scooby Snacks, fun-loving criminals is, um, I think it was, they were far more popular here than in. They're they American band, but I think they were oh. far more popular in uh, in the in the UK than the US.